0: Lights, camera, action.
1: Hi, I'm Dani Alisea. Welcome to this bonus episode of Mixtake, a world outspoken podcast where we discuss film, television, entertainment, representation, and why we think it's worthy of deeper conversations.
0: And I'm Robert Rivera. And you guys are in for a treat today because we have a special Interview with none other than bum, ba, da bum Joe, Joe Coy. Oh, my bad. <laughs> oh, we're you, let's say that at the same time. Bum, ba, da bum <laughs> Joe, Joe Coy
1: and Lydia, Lydia
0: Gaston. Gaston.
1: Gaston, I say Gaston. Gaston.
0: Yes, Gaston. Yeah, so right. I think wh-
1: Gaston from like Beauty and the Beast, but yes, you're right.
0: Gaston. Correct, correct. Kay. Well. Without further ado, let's get into the interview. Here we go. Uh, first of all, congratulations on this funny slash heartwarming uh, film. And uh, wanted to know just, uh, I guess this is pointed first at you, Joe, um, is this, has this been a dream to, to star in a movie for, for quite some time? Or
2: is this just an opportunity that arose recently? So you know this is my 33rd year in standup and and the one thing that's so important to me is is telling my story. I, I'm a storyteller. I, I love stand-up comedy I live I breathe it but most importantly was my story and and being authentic and 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 standing my ground because you know in Hollywood it's too specific you know especially yeah. when I was coming up it's too yeah. specific. And that was the note that I would always get. And I would hate it because I didn't understand it because I see in the audience that it's not specific. I see nothing but every race, every color, every religion in in, in, in the audience laughing and relating <laughs> to my story it, the same way I would get, uh, inspired by, Uh, Eddie Murphy and hearing his story and relating to him talking about his aunt bunny or his uncle Gus. And I would sit there and go, Oh my God, I have an aunt bunny. I have an uncle Gus. They're not black, but I get it. That's my family. And that's what I, that's what I always wanted with, with my stories. And, you know, when coming in hot came out my second special on Netflix, that's the one Steven Spielberg watched. And when he saw it, he brought me in and, and basically asked, you know, do I have a movie idea? And I pitched Easter Sunday. <laughs> it's, this is the movie about my family. And and I pitched it in the room. And literally, they bought it in the room. And, and here we are now talking to you with one of the greatest actors of our generation, Lydia Gaston, like, who played my mom. It was like, this is a fairy tale. And I'm living the dream right now. And I could, I, I would, all I want to do is just, be a stand-up comic, and and this movie is basically the bonus features on a DVD for me. This is just like the frosting on the cake, you know, and and what a beautiful moment that we get to share this story with you.
1: So as viewers, what a a beautiful invitation into the Filipino culture. So thank you for creating such a masterful piece of art for us to enjoy, to laugh at, to identify with. And, and I think what we're seeing on screen is decades and decades of hard work, of chasing after this, being able yeah. to tell your story. So, so, can you, the both of you, um, Joe and Lydia, talk to us about the highs, the lows? Uh, what has, you know, kind of the, 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 the journey in Hollywood to get to this point?
2: Lydia.
3: Uh, for me, the journey was more, uh, was really a lot in theater. And, and dance before I, this is my first movie and I've done some television. Um, but when I first came here, the only job that I was right for was the King and I, you know, touring with Yul Brynner. And uh, it was a little easier to get into dance companies that were smaller because if you try it out for the big ballet companies, they, it was not very uh, diverse. Um, and, and actually TV was, uh, a little easier, uh, because they were looking for all types, especially for the Sopranos, where I, I did a Filipino, um, madam. Um, and, uh, Hey-o. and, yeah, <laughs> so, uh, and I, I really, uh, so I really appreciate this, uh, being cast in this film, because it's an opportunity for me to show my my work uh as an older actress um and also you know portray a character that i pretty much very know know very well so yeah lydia um, was a beast. it's it's been what <laughs>
2: lydia was a beast of an actress i mean knocked <laughs> this character out of the park it was it was it was almost uh like, like, uh, there were moments where I, I, I really felt like my mom was in front of me. There were scenes where I cried. You know, there was a couple scenes where I physically cried and I got very emotional. Oh, and, and the most important part that that we can all take from this movie is things that were normalized when Lydia and I were coming through the the rankings. You know what I mean? The the late eighties and nineties. We don't want that normalized anymore. You know what Mm -hmm. I mean? A story can be told no matter what ethnicity, what race you are, you know? A a, a Filipino can go out for a mom character and not be specific. You can just be a mom, you know what I mean? And and that's what this movie means to us, not only for the AAPI community, but just for all of us in general. It's like, let's stop that already. We don't need to be specific. You know what I mean? Like right now we're doing an interview and look at this. This is all of us relating about a movie. So why every time yeah. we want to represent or, or do a movie, it's like we got to separate each other. And I just don't get it. It's So that's what I feel like this movie is doing. And God bless Steven Spielberg and, and Universal and DreamWorks for putting their hand on this project and blessing it.
0: Now, yeah. In the movie, yeah. in the movie uh, your, your character, Joe, is uh, asked to to kind of replicate this this filipino accent or what they perceive to be an accent uh do you feel like like uh that is has been a lot of your your journey but for both of you to to kind of be typecast in a specific role
2: that's that's where that that scene came from It's, it's based on what happens to me all the time it's either i go out for asian guy you know or uh they see my stand-up and they love it so much and then they're like, hey, do that accent. It's like, well, I'm playing, I'm, I'm, I'm auditioning for uh, you know, a basketball player. Uh, why, why the accent? I could just be a basketball player. The, the, the joke isn't the accent. The joke is about a mom being a mom. When I'm on stage, it's just my mom. She has an accent, but she's speaking English, but that's not the joke. You know what I mean? That's a mom being a mom. So it's just, it it always bothered me that 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 was singled out. So I always got offended by that. It's like, like, I know you hear the joke, but why is it the accent that you want? Because you you know that this is a relatable topic. My mom is acting just like your mom. There's no difference. So I I just didn't...
1: Can you talk to us a little bit about how important it is to have Filipino representation in film and why that's important?
3: Um, I I think it's uh, you know there's 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 a lot of very talented Filipino artists uh, and uh, actors in in the states and it um, so it's it's been. Usually we don't really work together because there's only one part for a Filipino, or you know, the let's make the doctor Filipino, or let's make the 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 servant Filipino. Uh, so it is very important for for us to see Filipinos portray different kinds of Filipinos in community in 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 our in our American world. So I think that's. That's exciting. That's that's really exciting. And and in the in the film uh, in Easter Sunday, the the families are all from different walks of life, you know. So uh, I I think it's it's really important. And very exciting.
2: Yeah, I, I think there's a two. Don't you think, Joe? To uh, there's a two-part answer to yeah. that. Uh, one. Uh, one just in general, we we we. When we live in this country, we tend to uh, forget that there's other people here that have voices and they live amongst you and they don't get a chance to be heard or seen. And what I mean by that, it doesn't mean that we don't need a, a TV show with a Vietnamese mailman or a, a an Indian doctor. We don't need that. It could just be anything. It could be guy working at coffee house. It could be. Businessman. It doesn't. It, for some reason, we separate ourselves uh, on the big screen and or, or or even on the TV screen, and 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 we have to like be specific with with ethnicities. It's like, oh, a nurse. Okay, has to be Filipino. And it's like, yeah, it, that's as general as that is. It, it doesn't have to be that way. Uh, it, like, I, I want this movie to be the inspiration to show that all these actresses and actors on that big screen can play any character. My my cousin in that that in this movie, Eugene Cadero, are you kidding me? He's phenomenal. And all these and his character description was cousin. That's it. And that should be the the norm for for Hollywood now. Everyone should just be able to go out for any character and just crush it. And then on top of that, how important is this all Filipino cast? Well, finally we get a voice, you know? Finally we get to go into work and be like and, and celebrate something and, and go oh look we got a movie about us go check it out steven spielberg produced it like that's a beautiful thing to be recognized and not feel so uh uh unnoticed you know what i mean to just walk in the dark like my mom did when she first moved to this country where there is no representation when she turns on tv or goes to movies she doesn't see anything that looks like her or hears like or or hear her voice at all well that's what this movie is. This is that movie where everyone gets to see not only that uh, that aren't Filipino get to see uh, what our culture is all about, but the people that are Filipino finally get to go check us out. And then when you walk out, you're gonna be like, "See, we're just like you."
3: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Thank you so
2: much
1: for taking time to chat with us to share your artistry, your creativity. Your actors, singers, dancers, comedians, authors—I I love every every bit of who you are. I'm excited for what's next, um, and thank you again for taking time to chat
0: with us. Yeah, best of luck. Hope this opens lots of doors. Thank so. you.
2: What was that? Thing? Made me cheer you said it's an invitation of what
1: an invitation to your culture to learn more about just a filipino life family dynamics the immigrant journey one of the things i really enjoy um uh, about storytelling is kind of what you said about eddie murphy in the beginning we yeah. can relate so much because it's just a human experience feeling out of place. There's a dominant culture not being a part of the dominant culture. You kind of have to mm. find where your puzzle piece is in a thousand piece puzzle. Yeah. Uh, and and it, it takes a, a long time because the puzzle changes. Your stuff changes. Technology changes. People change. Communities change. Mm. So I, I think for for us, especially me as a viewer, I felt an invitation into learning. Your stories, um, your family dynamics, and uh, I guess an an invitation into seeing how similar the human experience is. You know, the the fabric of our DNA is just people trying to make it, loving one another along the way, cheering each other on. So I I am a a huge fan of yours, Jokoi and Lydia Gaston. So thank Uh, you.
2: Thank you. Thank you.
1: I think. Um, it's always such a breath of fresh air to, for AAPI, black, brown people to talk about representation and how important it is for our stories to be shared and how cool it is to see people like Steven Spielberg approaching individuals to ask, how can we be sharing your story? Like, what a woke thing to do to actually be like, okay, we want to put your story on the silver screen. How how do we go about doing that? You know, you tell us. And for Joe to be brave enough to share his, like, put his family up there and out there like that. Um, Because one of the interesting things about Joe Coy is he was raised by a single-parent mom. And in the film, he he has a single-parent mom. So it's like, oh, this is probably, you know, obviously there's cinematics to the film that you know whatever blow the story out of proportion i'm sure but
0: yeah yeah i think what i got out of that interview is that this movie is really um kind of a love letter not just to the filipino culture but but went to his family yeah and it really represents a lot of the experience that he's gone through
1: uh it reminds me of uh have you seen the bear on hulu yeah such a phenomenal show, also a love letter, but to Chicago and Mm -hmm. that family dynamic piece of how we all come from um, families that are completely imperfect and the imperfections vary from family to family, but the dynamic of like, somebody's crazy. Somebody somebody is super extra. Maybe there's some mental health issues there you know just like all the things that go into making a mixed salad a mixed salad like there's some nuts and some you know this and that's and, that. and I, I think easter sunday uh, hit home on that that piece of man it's a fa- it's a crazy family crazy dynamics uh but we love each other and we're trying to navigate our way as best we can through you know our journey to this country you know, for in the uh, film, Joe Valencia, his mom, uh, Susan, played by the amazing Lydia Gaston. She um, is the immigrant and raising her kid. And, you know, he's got to choose sometimes. All right. Am I going to do the American dream thing and follow my job and career and all that stuff? Or am I going to show up for my family? Can we do both? Sure. Navigating those waters is really hard, but...
0: And there's layers to it too, because uh, do I follow my dream or or and sacrifice family? Also, do I do I don't know what the right word here is, but um, assimilates not the right word, but where where he would just give in to the pressure of of Hollywood to fabricate an accent that is inauthent, inauthentic to himself because that's what the audience expects to see yeah. when they, or expects to hear when they see him.
1: Yeah. It's like Latinos and, and blacks playing roles of the gangbanger, the drug dealer, the, the
0: immigrant, um, the
1: absolutely. And it's like, but I'm not a Cholo or I don't have a thick Latino accent or, you know, I, I don't want to play the part of a, a groundskeeper, you know, like give me something else here and it's yeah, very cool to see a film where it's an all filipino cast telling us a filipino story giving us a snapshot right. into uh what what a, a filipino life and relationships look like
0: yeah i don't want to play the role of a gangbanger you know i left that life i don't uh
1: <laughs> oh boy <laughs> absolutely you left it far behind huh yeah I know. What were some of the things that you uh that really stood out to you in the film that you really enjoyed?
0: Well, like I said, uh I think we we talked about this off off camera before, but um I did appreciate that family aspect of, you know, things are not negotiable. Family yeah. gatherings are not negotiable. That's that's how I grew up.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Like if you're not
0: if you don't show up for a holiday, you better have a really good reason. mm
1: mm-hmm, Mhm. mm Mhm
0: um if you don't show up you're you're it's kind of like you're phasing your way out of out of their hearts
1: i i i don't even know that i'd never not showed up for you know especially like the big ones
0: Donnie, you, you and your entire family go see movies together <laughs> it's opening true. day marvel movie it's like you guys a rolling 12 deep
1: 12 if we go on family vacation i mean we've we've gone on a couple family vacations where we had i want to say over 25 30 people like aunts, uncles, cousins, it, yeah, you know, brothers, sisters, mom, like everybody is there. I yeah, that's pretty typical. <laughs> so <Yeah>. you're right. <laughs> yeah. We yeah, I remember bringing a, a friend to um, a family gathering of sorts, and they asked when we got there. They're like, "Oh, is this a family reunion?" And I was like, "No, nah, it's just Saturday. <laughs> like it's just this <laughs> is what happens. We hang out, and, and that's that." okay cool
0: what was the uh the truck uh that the guy was trying to the the business it wasn't a taco truck it was it turned into like a hype truck the hype truck that's right that's right
1: (laughs) (laughs) i mean who would even think of a hype truck with like gucci stuff and (laughs) purses and jewelry i it's pretty funny but man is there even that much room? I to, I, hold to be honest with inventory? you,
0: they missed out. I, I actually thought uh, I needed to see some more of the, of that high truck. truck. Like I, I mean, want to see that in action. Like, show me yeah. this thing in its full glory. But I guess <laughs> I, he he sold all all of the things right to try to pay for the truck.
1: Well, and yeah, that's true. It was part of the story. But also, it's probably like ah, uh, you know, production time. It's like ah, uh, you know, we'll write that thing out. <laughs> Never mind. But I agree.
0: Maybe it was a gag that went, for, went on for too long or something.
1: Yeah, true. I feel, though, that you would actually need a hype bus. Because then mm. you can actually like music and people can actually like turn up. Anyway.
0: So a party bus.
1: Party bus, exactly. Yeah. Uh, another little factoid about Joe Coy is that he is the author of Mixed Plate. So having the author of Mixed Plate on the podcast of Mixed Take. Was a pretty sweet and special thing.
0: It's poetic.
1: (laughs) It really is. Did you know that Joe Koi has a day in Hawaii that's dedicated to him? No. November 24th is Joe Joe Koi Koi Day. day. Which I feel like is absolutely amazing.
0: Yeah. It seems, I was just going to say one thing. Um, It seems like he, he, he doesn't have his eyes set on becoming a big movie star. Like he loves the space that he's in right now as a comedian. Mm-hmm. Um, I think this movie was meaningful to him because it, there was so much of his own personal life that was infused into it, and you could tell he's re- he's really excited. And I love to see that excitement too, I to to know that this is this is something that brings him joy. And um, and Donny, I really do hope it does open up uh, more representation for Filipinos. Same. We grew up around so many Filipinos, and yet really. I, mean, I I can't think of any movies or TV yeah. shows.
1: Well, really just I mean Hello Love Goodbye on Netflix. I don't know if you've seen that one. Uh, like literally I was like, what? Filipino?" like all all Filipino cast type of and even that is isn't all Filipinos it's set in China, but I'm like, man, there are not there's there's the uh you named a couple of Filipino.
0: Yeah, Dave Batista. I think I think Vanessa Hudgens is like half.
1: Yeah. Yeah. But like being in a film about Filipinos is so, this is the first I've ever seen, you know? So I 100% agree. I'm excited to see more Filipino representation in film. I love the, the, um, the idea of Individual ethnicities, people from those ethnicities, being able to control their own narrative. Yes. Don't tell me what our experience is. Let me tell you what our experience is. So the more representation, better.
0: One hundred percent. He was the one who pitched the the story. I'm glad. I'm I'm glad that that we heard all of that. Yeah, this wasn't Spielberg saying, "Oh, great. Uh, I think I could capitalize on this Filipino thing." It was uh, pitch me a story, Mm -hmm. and so he was able to control. Uh, what he wanted to include
1: yeah and as a storyteller like what a dream and yeah I mean as as an adventurer like you have to have some grit to be like "Ooh, I'm gonna put myself out there and people might not like you know the thing that I'm creating here or Filipinos might have issues with the story they don't want to be portrayed as the bickering family or you know what i mean like they don't want nobody wants their dirty laundry (laughs) aired out there like that but being able to do it in a way that's comical and authentic is pretty stinking brave i think
0: yeah definitely
1: Thanks for joining us on this episode of Take. If you enjoyed this episode, please give us five stars on Apple Podcasts or wherever you tune into your podcasts. Also, head over to worldoutspoken.com, a site preparing the Mestizo Church for Cultural Change, where you'll find information on consulting services, thought-provoking blog posts, and other great podcasts such as The Feature, Questions from the Pew, and the one and only Mestizo Podcast, the show for the mixed people, of the Mixed Church. You can also make a donation to help us expand the ministry of the Mestizo Church. Your donation allows us to create content, train leaders, and develop partnerships around the world.
0: That's right. Special thanks to Ricky Padilla, who oversees all of it. He's the godfather of World Outspoken. (laughs) and uh special thanks to all the world outspoken crew we hope that you join us again as we continue to dive into the world of culture influencing content creators actors artists and all of the above and until next time cut
1: it's a wrap